0: God bless you, God bless you, God bless you. Thank you for being with us today in worship. We honor the name of the Lord our God, for worthy is our God. I need you to know that Lady Moore and I miss you all so very much. We miss you all so very much. I am I'm so ready for you all to, to come back until I can tell you all how happy it would make me feel to be able to see and to be able to look upon you all and can't wait till the day I can just shake your hand. I need you to know how much we miss you all and how much we love you. And no matter what happens, no matter how difficult and dark it gets, there'll always be a pastor and a Lady Cynthia praying for you because you mean that much to us. Need you to know that. Well, I, I, wanna, I wanna thank, I think I wanna thank the digital pastor, Pastor Nelson. He just showed out today, him and Lady Cynthia just literally showed off today right before the preaching on accountability. Guess that's a good segue into being accountable. Grateful to God. Listen, Danielle, let me give a shout-out to Iverson Mall. Shout-out to Iverson Mall, Sister Danielle. Know that we, in fact, digital worship leader, Danielle, we love you. And everything connected to you. So stop trying to give shade on your pastor about all of the announcements that goes forward. Bless you so very much. I greet all of you. Love you much. I do want you to get your Bibles out. Get your Bibles handy. We're gonna continue preaching on this topic in this preaching series called accountability. Now, I already know that's not a shouting subject um, because many of us, if not all of us, would prefer to avoid being accountable. But it is my responsibility as your pastor to give unto you principles and keys and foundations that God has laid out in his word that we might govern ourselves accordingly. Get your Bibles in your hands, if you will. I want you to go with me to Genesis chapter 2. Brother Joe, we're going to go to Genesis chapter 2. And I'm going to look at chapter 2 and also chapter 3, so indulge me for a few moments. In Genesis chapter 2, Verse 15 through 17 is where we want to begin reading on today. This is my introduction to accountability. Won't have time to get through all of what I want to give you, but we'll stay tuned to my next preaching assignment where I'll continue part two. Here's what Genesis chapter two, I was trying to give you all time to get to the space in the Bible in Genesis. Genesis even though it's the first book of the Bible. And since I've said that, I wanna just go ahead and give a shout out to our discipleship pastor, Pastor May Reed, and um, ask y'all to join us in our jumpstart as we have already begun how to read and study the Bible. It would be a great benefit for you. In Genesis 2, beginning with verse 15, here's what it says. The Lord God took the man, put him in the garden of Eden to work it and keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, You may surely eat of every tree of the garden, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat. For in the day that you eat of it, you shall surely die. I want you to split, if you will, to Genesis chapter three, verses eight through 11. I want you to see what that says, eight through 11, Genesis chapter three, watch what it says. And they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And the man and his wife, Adam and Eve, Hid themselves from the presence of the Lord, from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. But the Lord God called to the man and said to him, Where are you? And he said, I heard the sound of you in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. Mm. Look at verse 11. And he said, who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten of the tree of which I commanded you not to eat? I want to I preach today for a few minutes, you all, in my intro to accountability. I want to preach for a few moments on the subject, it's your call. It's, it's your call. It's your call, come on. I need you to go ahead and put that in the chat if you don't mind, it's your call. If you are in the room with somebody, go ahead and look at them and point your finger right at them and tell them, it's your call, it's your call. And listen, Pastor Bessie, you know as humans, there is something innate about us that craves independence and autonomy. We want to be the ones calling the shots. We want to be the ones giving the orders and making the rules. We like living not being told what to do and not being accountable to anybody. The Lord has um, blessed Lady Cynthia and I with three beautiful grandchildren, who have their own personalities that often leave us astonished as they are growing and developing. Our youngest grandchild, Lyric, however, acts as though she has been here before. She she amazes us with her ability to have conversation with us using words that are clearly beyond her time here on Earth with much attitude and personality. On one occasion when she was um, much younger, I had the responsibility to keep she and her sister, Janiah. During the course of them being at the house, I proceeded to tell them what we were and were not going to do. To my surprise, little Miss Lyric responded to my directive with, You're not the boss of me, Big Daddy. Now, needless to say, she now knows that's not true. One of the first things a child learns to say and understand the implication of is the word no. Persons don't like being dependent on others to give them permission to do things. We tell the toddler not to throw the ball in the house, but they do it anyway. We tell our teens, um, um, uh, do, do, do put your phone down. Put your phone down and they roll their eyes and smack their lips when told to put their phone their cell phones down at the dinner table. Now listen I don't want you adults to think that you are off limits either because adults get angry and defensive when doctors read their test results and decide they need to limit our diets. Nobody wants to be held accountable. Come on, I need you to just go ahead right there and put amen in the chat. Just go ahead and say amen. We don't like having people telling us what to do. We love having it our own way. We, we love being independent, not being accountable to anybody. Ronald Isley of the Isley Brothers, I believe you all, he captures the mindset of our culture. When he wrote the song, it's your thing, do what you want to do with it. I can't tell you who to sock it to. Now, I do need y'all to know, it's your thing, it's your thing, it's your thing, happened to have been a popular saying at the time that this hit came out by the Isley brothers. And the saying was wonderfully ambiguous, so much so, you all, that um, it could have had a sexual connotation or simply been about personal independence. Either way, Deacon Chris, the bottom line is it's about autonomy, which is about being self-governed, self-directing freedom without having to be accountable. We don't have to look hard to see this in our society today. In the pandemic. We are watching crowded school board meetings erupt in violence and having the need to have security because of mask mandates. Parents don't want to be held accountable for keeping teachers and staff and other children safe from this deadly virus and that somehow this mandate impedes upon their children's rights. It's your thing. Do what you want to do. We, we, we want to be told, we don't, we don't want to be told, we don't want to be told what to do or nor do we want to be accountable. Our world doesn't want to be accountable for how they have treated people of color, therefore, They are adamantly against critical race theory being taught in our school systems. They would rather whitewash our painful history and not be accountable for the damages it has caused. Y'all, the desire for justice and accountability is universal. Even children say it's not right or they shouldn't be able to get away with that. When a person at work gets credit for what other people do or a scam artist cheats a vulnerable person, we want justice and them held accountable. When an athlete makes millions by taking illegal drugs or a billionaire like Trump gets away with paying no taxes, we want accountability and yet justice And accountability are often delayed. Ah, listen, Pastor Nelson, we used to believe that cheaters never prosper. But the truth is that sometimes they do. People with um, power and fame and wealth escapes accountability while they abuse others in business, in politics, and social systems within our culture. Many people don't understand what accountability is or why it's important. And many of us have no idea about where accountability started or what God's position is regarding accountability. Let me be clear, let me be clear. Come on, lean in, let me be clear. The Bible is not silent on accountability. Bible teaches us that life matters. Preach pastor, I'm doing the best I can. Life matters and that words matter. The Bible teaches us that the treatment of others matter. Your actions or the lack thereof matters. Minister James, Jesus tells us in Matthew chapter 12, verse 36. I do want you to get your Bibles. Look at this. In Matthew chapter 12, verse 36, it tells us that men will have to give an account on the day of judgment for every careless word they have spoken. I really plan Deacon Larry to take my time today. I plan to take my time Because I want to make sure that we get this you all we are held accountable Watch what Matthew 12 36 says. I tell you on the day of judgment People will give account for every careless word They have spoken Paul tells us regarding our actions in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 10. I want you to see it. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 10, he tells us that we must appear before the judgment seat of Christ and that each one may receive what is due them for the things done while in the body, whether good or bad. I'm sorry I come to drop it on you today. Ladies and gentlemen, there is accountability. I don't care about how much you in fact don't like it, don't want it. I need you to know there is accountability whether we like it or not. From the beginning of generation of creation, from the beginning of creation, God showed his expectations regarding accountability. Watch our text, you all. Come on, Open your, keep your Bibles open. Watch the Bible. Watch the text. Our text gives, gives to us a panoramic view of not only the components to accountability, but also that every one of us will have to give an account to God for our actions or the lack thereof. Hey, listen, let's do this, y'all. Let's just conclude early on. In the intro of my sermonic presentation on today that everything starts here in the book of Genesis which is commonly by the way referred to as the book of the beginnings it starts in Genesis y'all the focus of the Bible is to reveal the plan of God for man's redemptive purposes and so it is here in our text that God starts to unfold his plans. Bible tells us in Genesis chapter 2 verse 8 that God planted a garden, a garden in, the, in, in Eden in the east. God then formed the first man, Adam. And according to verse 15, come on, watch verse 15. God placed Adam in the garden of Eden to work it and keep it. I need you to get that, y'all. He put Adam, he put Adam in the garden of Eden to work it and to keep it. Adam's job was to be the gardener in the garden but he was also to be the guardian of the garden. Come on, y'all. The ruler, the ruler. He was the ruler over the garden. Now, allow me to park here for a minute and say a word about Genesis story, especially in chapter one over against what we see in chapter two. I do need you to know that this is not two different creation stories. And when you look at chapter one and you read that and then you come to chapter two, it almost appears as if there are two different creation stories. I do need you to know in chapter two, in chapter two, we have a recap of what has already taken place in chapter one. In chapter two, God reminds us of those things that are important to mankind. He gives us some specifics in chapter two that we don't see in chapter one. So God formed the man, Adam. Watch it. Then God placed Adam in the garden to work it and keep it. Watch verse sixteen, if you don't mind. Verse sixteen and seventeen, we're told that God gives Adam instructions that he can eat of every tree of the garden, except the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And if he does eat of that tree, he's going to surely die. I thought I had some Bible readers who were watching that day. Come on, y'all! Then God decided that it was not good. For man to be alone. Come on, walk through this text, walk through the scriptures. It was not good for man to be alone. So he made Adam a help meet, wait for it, after helping Adam to see that he had a need to have somebody. Y'all, the Bible tells us he caused a deep sleep to fall on Adam. And while he slept, God took one of Adam's ribs and made woman. And he called her Eve. Then the Bible says that then Adam said this at last is bone Of my bones flesh of my flesh and shall be called woman Because she was taken out of Man She was taken out of man. God placed them in the garden He blessed them. He tells them be fruitful multiply Fill the earth and subdue it and have dominion. Mm. I need you to get that, y'all. Y'all, every, he said, I want to give you dominion over every living thing that moves on the earth. Now, it's here in the beginning where accountability starts. That's what I want to suggest to you all today. First lady, y'all, it's here, right here in the beginning. Where accountability starts, okay? Watch verse 15, if you will. Verse 15, the Lord God took the man, put him in the garden of Eden to work it and to keep it. Don't miss that, y'all. Put him in the garden to work it and to keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man saying, you may surely eat of every tree of the garden, verse 17, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you shall not eat for in the day that you eat of it, you shall surely die. May I suggest to you all that God is big on accountability. I I need you all to go ahead and put that in the chat for me. I said God is big on accountability. He is big on accountability. Now, before we unpack our text, uh, allow me to define Accountability from two perspectives. I want to define accountability from two perspectives: from the world and from God's perspective. Okay, here's the world. According to Miriam, uh, Miriam Webster says that accountability is the quality or state of being accountable. It's an obligation or willingness to accept responsibility or to account. For one's actions. That's what it says in Miriam Webster's de- de- uh, de- 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 dictionary. Now watch this. The biblical accountability says this, you all here it is. It begins with taking responsibility for one's own action and making a conscience choice, a conscious choice of allowing God and others to help. In accomplishing what is right in order to honor God and his will. In other words, y'all, accountability doesn't happen just by chance. It has to be implemented. I want you to please put that down. Go ahead and log it in, y'all. Accountability doesn't just happen by chance. It has to be Implemented. Okay? With accountability comes three things as seen in our text. All right, here it is. First, there is an opportunity. Opportunity is the first one. Secondly, you all, there is responsibility. And then third, here it is, it is answerability. I know you think I made that word up. I promise you, it's in the dictionary. There is opportunity, there is responsibility, and there's answerability. Now, let's unpack this. Let's start, y'all. There is opportunity. So here's what God does God creates Adam from the dust of the earth, He breathes into Adam the breath of life to the point that he became a living soul. Watch it. God then created the Garden of Eden. Gives it to Adam and tells him it was all theirs to enjoy. All he wanted them to do, wait on it, y'all, was be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, subdue it, and have dominion over every living thing. All of this, he says to them, all of this is yours to enjoy. Now whether you like it or not, this sounds like opportunity to me. This was an opportunity for the garden to grow beyond its current boundaries and the glory of their royal rule to increase. God gives them the ability to enjoy everything that's in the garden without there being any major responsibility on their part. They only had one commandment. Wait for it, y'all. They only had one commandment. Only one. They only had one commandment, and that was, wait for it, y'all. It was not to eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil but everything else was theirs to enjoy. I gotta ask y'all, I gotta ask y'all, I gotta ask y'all, why is it that people always want the one thing they're not supposed to have? Come on, y'all, I need you to help me. I need y'all to help me. Brother Mike, I need to know, why, why is it that people always want the one thing that they're not supposed to have? People want the opportunity. We want the benefits, but we don't want to be held accountable. We'll spend your money, ride or drive your car, eat your food, wear the clothes you bought, but we don't want to be accountable. We want access to your resources, but we don't want to be held accountable. Listen, y'all, accountability and opportunity go hand in hand. Okay, I'll do it again. Accountability and opportunity go hand in hand. Y'all, whenever God presents us with opportunity, there is a level of accountability that goes with it. Without accountability, we are subject to missed opportunity. We will miss the opportunity to do the work that is purposeful, meaningful, and certainly impactful. Y'all, with opportunity comes the chance to realize one's full potential. I want to suggest to you, Brother Larry, Dick Larry. there are two types of people. You can, I want you to know two types of people. Two types of people that we'll always encounter. There are those that are accountable, and then there are those who refuse to be held accountable. With opportunity comes accountability. Ah, please hear me today. Listen, Carolina, I'm trying to grow you. I want you to be transformed. I, I Listen, I, yeah, I need you to understand that you all with opportunity comes accountability. Adam and Eve had a great opportunity they just dismiss the fact that they would have to give an account to God, okay? Let me go to number two. Not only does God, not only is, does God, in fact, not only does God, not only does accountability go hand in hand with opportunity, but how about accountability also comes with responsibility? Yeah, it comes with responsibility. So you can't have opportunity, um, be accountable without responsibility. No, no. Responsibility is a part of you being accountable. So God tells Adam and Eve, he tells them, "This this is all of yours to enjoy. You're the gardener and the guardian of the garden. It's your responsibility to do this. Here's your responsibility. I want you to be fruitful. I want you to multiply. I want you to fill the earth and I want you to subdue it. In other words, y'all, accountability is seen as understanding and upholding the responsibilities you've been given in order to complete the task to the best of your ability. So that means, y'all, for a student, that could be making sure that your homework assignment is completed the night before school the next day. For a college student, it will be making sure to wake up and get to class on time each day. For, For the employee, that would be making sure to go to work each day at the job you were hired to do and to own up to your mistakes when you make them. Y'all to the athlete that would be making sure to be in practice and putting the work in to produce a cohesive team to the spouse that would be you devoting yourself to making your partner a Priority and dying to your own selfish desires and finding new life in what they want to the parent, that would be to love your child unconditionally, to support them endlessly, and give to them your undivided attention. To the debtor who gets credit from the creditor, that would be paying your bills as promised. Yeah. Mm. If not paying more than what's minimally due, I'm sorry, y'all. Responsibility is the duty and the ability to respond or take action. Y'all, it's, it's giving someone responsibility for a task, for a process or service, and I'm suggesting to you all who are watching me on today, y'all, time is out of you believing that you are not supposed to be held accountable. It's the role of the person or persons to do the task. Whenever God gives unto us blessings or opportunities, it comes with responsibility. You cannot have it. You cannot have the resources and not know that with those resources come a level of accountability with responsibilities. It was Adam and Eve. It was their responsibility to take Care of the garden, but to also be diligent in keeping God's commandment. Okay? Let me hurry. In addition to accountability being hand in hand with opportunity and responsibility, thirdly, you all, accountability comes with answerability. Let me just walk through this real quickly. Here's what the Bible tells us. The Bible tells us in chapter three that as soon as Adam and Eve ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, God shows up and he asked for answers. (laughs) Y'all, isn't it strange of the timing of God? God shows up right when he knew they had eaten from the tree of which he told them not to eat of. And he asked for answers. Here it is. Watch this. Adam where are you? <laughs> that was the first question. Here's the second one. He wanted an answer to who told you that you were naked. Here's the third question. I thought, you know, watch It's in the Bible, y'all. He says, have you eaten of the tree of which I commanded you not to eat? Then he asked this one when he got when he got, you know, when he blamed Eve, he looked at he looked over at Eve. God didn't say, what is this that you have done? Listen, y'all. Being accountable for something also ultimately is being answerable for your actions. Let me help y'all real quickly, y'all, because y'all, so you think that you, you three times seven plus, you grown, you are a grown behind person, and you can do what you want to do. Let me help y'all with something. Listen, listen, listen. The least you ought to be able to do is to answer for your actions. Okay, watch this. Verse 8, look at verse 8, look at verse 8, verse 8. When they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. But the Lord God, this is verse 9, called to the man and said to him, where are you? Verse 10, and he said, I heard the sound of you in the garden, and I was afraid, I was afraid, I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. Verse 11, he said, who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten of the tree of which I commanded you not to eat? Y'all notice if you will, watch this y'all, do do me a favor if you don't mind. I I need you to go, I want you to watch verse 7 if you don't mind. Look at verse 7, when you get to verse 7, notice if you don't mind what he says right there in verse 7. He says in verse seven, he says, listen, let verse number seven, he tells him right there. Verse seven, he says to him, um, then the eyes of both were open. Wow. The eyes of both of them were open and they knew that they were Naked. Come on, I need you to see it again, y'all. Verse 7, if you don't mind. Verse 7, y'all, it says he, he looked at them. He, they, they, they 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 looked at each other and they knew that something had happened. Oh, man. They, they they knew that they were naked, and so the verse tells us that they in fact decided. To sew some fig leaves together, Ah, because now they need to hide themselves. Gotta hide themselves. They gotta hide themselves. They they gotta hide themselves. Look, y'all. They've gotta hide themselves. Verse seven says that the eyes of both were open, and they knew, and they knew. Watch this. That's verse seven. Now go over to verse eight. Verse eight. Watch verse eight. And they heard wait a minute verse 7 and they knew verse 8 and they heard the man and his wife both hid themselves because they were afraid they knew they had done wrong so when they heard God coming They hid themselves because they were afraid. Y'all, when we understand accountability, we understand that there is someone who is over us. Please hear me today. I want you to get this one last thing and I'll bid you goodbye. When you understand accountability, there is always somebody who is over us. Someone above us. Someone who has gifted us with the opportunity. Somebody whom we have to answer to. It was God who planted them in the garden. Adam and Eve are accountable to God. Therefore, they had to answer to God. Now, come here, come here. I want to ask you, lean in. Lean all the way in. Who are you accountable to? Okay. Now, I spent the last 30 minutes talking to you about an accountability partner that you need to know that you have. I'm through. Here it is, y'all. Whether you have anybody or not that you believe you ought to be accountable to, let me help you. You are accountable to God. I'm gonna say it right. Here it is. We are accountable to God. Oh, I know you're you three times seven, and you in fact think that you are on top of the world. You got it going on. Let me help you. You are accountable. Here's my last verse I want to show you. Verse 14. I'm sorry, Romans 14, verse 12. Do me a favor. Go over there. Romans 14, verse 12. Here's what it says. And I'm through. Here's what it tells us. So then each of us, here it is, will give an account for ourselves to God. Mm. I'm through. That's all I got for y'all. Listen, y'all, y'all, every one of us Is going to give an account to God for your nasty behavior. For your negligence in doing what you said you were going to do You will have to give an account for the way you have treated people because of their skin color The words you have said Against people the gossip you spoke against people. I'm sorry. You are going to have to give an account unto God That verse right there explains What we are to expect when we die and appear before the throne of God. Now listen, it's your call. What you going to (laughs) do? Yeah, it's your call. What you going to do? Listen, next week, next week, uh, my next preaching assignment, rather, we'll be celebrating the church anniversary next week. But in my next preaching assignment, I'm going to deal with the components of accountability. I wanna deal with the challenges in achieving accountability. And then thirdly, I wanna deal with the approaches in enhancing accountability. Because all of us need to be accountable for that which God has given unto us. Father God, thank you for your word. Thank you for the audience today. I thank you for the hearts that have been pricked by your word. I thank you God, that somebody walks away with a clear understanding that though I may not have accountability partner here on earth, ultimately, I'm accountable to God for every word that I've spoken, for every action I have done or the lack thereof. For every deed, I've got to give an account to God for it. And so, God, I pray now that hearts are touched. I pray that people have grown and are growing, that somebody's life is being transformed even now. I'm praying today that Lord somebody's life has been impacted by the preaching of your gospel now I ask you to do what only you can do transform make new with the aid of your Holy Spirit in Jesus name we pray Amen